T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. My daddy served in the army. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister, and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. Make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. That's the best way to stay informed on all the latest show updates. A little courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Toby Keith, an appropriate uh, intro music for sure. For this guest, so many U.S. veterans, and for for most of them, I would imagine, the fall of Afghanistan to the Taliban stirs confusion, disappointment, anger, probably pisses them off. Sadly, as the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks approaches, America's longest war is ending in the way it began, with the Taliban back in full control of the country they held prior to 9-11 which begs the question, was the whole thing worth it? Joining us now to discuss Joe Biden's catastrophic failure of leadership regarding the withdrawal from Afghanistan and whether or not America's decades in Afghanistan were worth it in the first place is Tom Amenta. He is an Army Ranger. He enlisted against his family's wishes into the United States Army on his 18th birthday. Following his five years as a member of the 75th Army Ranger Regiment, including two combat tours in support of Operation Enduring Freedom. He earned his degree in political science from the University of Illinois, spent the next eight years as the COO of the veteran lifestyle apparel company Ranger Up. At Ranger Up, he advocates for veterans' causes in many spaces, including lobbying the Senate Services Committees. Later, he helped produce and star in the only fully veteran-produced Hollywood movie, Range 15. He's a passionate advocate for veteran entrepreneurship and assisting veterans in transition, which led him to author his first book, The 20-Year War. Tom, first off, thank you for your service, and thank you for joining us this evening, my friend. John, thank you so much for having me, and man, you you make me sound almost cool. I'm going to have to live up to that one. <laughs> That'll be $5. I will email you a PayPal invoice. <laughs> I will happily pay it if that's, if that's the cost of, of, that, of that hype up. So one of the things that you said in your intro and you asked is, 
was it worth it? And I'm going to cut right to the chase on that one. And I will say to, to every veteran listening to this and to every American out there, I absolutely think that it was. And a friend of mine, uh, her name's Claire, gave me some excellent perspective on this. Um, as everything's going on in Afghanistan, we can talk about, because you're right, it is an unmitigated disaster there right now as it's ending. But she asked me how I was doing. I said I was, I was upset. I was angry. I still am both of those things. And she said, Tom, I can't imagine how you feel and how all the other veterans feel. But please know that most of us see the peace that we've had over the past 20 years as something that you and your fellow veterans and the soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines uh, of the United States military and the militaries around the world that went to Afghanistan and fought to defend us all have given us. In the past 20 years, I've gotten married. I've had my children. My father got to watch his grandson grow up. And that all happened because you all were out there making sure that we were safe. And that, as bad as everything has gotten, and as upset as I am, and as much that I can't wait to just rage against the failures of this administration currently, the one thing that I hold on to, and I will tell everyone, if you listen to one thing that I say, if you're a veteran, or if you wonder as an American about all this, was it worth it? My answer is absolutely yes, because the United States did not have another 9-11 style attack, and we were safe because we went out there and made sure that things didn't go bump in the night. I think you're right. I, I, you know, because we were there, they weren't here. And so in that regard, right. I think you're right. I, I, I saw a recent Washington Post article that, that featured you, and we've shared it, by the way, on the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. So if, if any of the listeners haven't had a chance to read it, go there. You can read it. It's a great article. But there was a, a quote that you had in there that said you watched the coverage of the fall of the, the Afghan government, and you, you pointed to friends who'd been killed there, including mm-hmm. NFL star Pat Tillman and the memories that you had of colleagues and you know in, uh, Afghan interpreters and things like that. And how how that just brought to you, you know, the sacrifices and I just your comments there, it really brought home to me how disgraceful this is, the way they've handled this. I mean, right now I saw images from yesterday of Afghan women handing their babies over concertina wire in hopes that we that, you know, an an American soldier might take Mm -hmm. the baby. That's how pathetic this is being handled. I have nothing positive to say about the administration's policies. And so I want to make sure that everyone understands that up front, because if if you think that something's going on over there that's right or correct right now, I I got nothing but but bad news for you. (laughs) To start off with, I have so the concerns that I have for the Afghans that have helped us and for those people that could end up very well dead when we finally do leave is so deep. And I am so concerned, but I'm even more concerned for the fact that, John, there are thousands, thousands of American citizens, American passported citizens, our people, and not only in the State Department and the Department of Defense, both have said, we can't get to you. We can't help you until you can get to Hamid Karzai Airport in Kabul. Yeah, and, and the administration has not even committed. I saw an interview with Joe Biden. They, they must have sobered him up mm-hmm. long enough to sit down for an interview. But he wouldn't even commit. And even the Pentagon spokesperson isn't committing, guaranteeing 100 percent that they will stay right. long enough to evacuate U.S. citizens. How I mean, yes. can you imagine? And, and, you know, Trump 
granted, Trump needed to stay off Twitter. Trump wasn't perfect. But I guarantee you if right. he was president and they'd ask that question, he would say, damn right, we'd stay behind. There is no way we will leave an American citizen behind. How tough yeah, a question well, is that, that to answer? I, I it's not a, it's, it's not. You want to know what what I want to know what happened to leave leave no man behind. And honestly, right. like, I felt so bad a couple days ago when I saw uh, General Milley get up there and they're asking these questions and he kept saying something, which I, I don't know if people can fully translate this, but if you've been in the military, you sort of like can pick up on shade when like senior officers are throwing it. And one of the biggest like throwing shade at someone things you can hear is that's a policy decision. And the amount of times that I've heard the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff throw out the, that's a policy decision, or that's something that's being made in a policy driven way. It's like, and the, just the look of like frustration on his face. Um, I I agree with you. Um, I've got plenty of smoke for the former president as well. If you ever want to have that conversation, but I do absolutely believe that he would have been like, oh, you you we have a problem getting our people back. No, we don't. As we're landing those C-17s to to you know bring people out, we're rolling off the 47s to go get them. Right. We're yes. we're we're sending. We're going to send what you know. I was talking to friends of mine that are in Europe, um, you know, all over the world. And the French, the British, the the Germans, I've heard, have all sent the special operations units over the past few days. And their message to the Taliban is basically, we're coming just to get our people, leave us alone. But if you want to mess with us or one of your proverbial privates thinks it's a good idea to get between us and our people, it's a gunfight and we're going to stack you like cordwood. There you go. I, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, listen, I... We're leaving. It's. I've got plenty of opinions that and that this is bad. That we're going to be backsliding and all that stuff, John. But the one thing I will tell you right now is that that's the approach you have to have right now to get our people back. It's like, listen, it, it's what Mattis said in Iraq. It's like I'm begging you with tears in my in my eyes because if you don't, when I come back, I'm going to kill you all. Right. And you have you, you. We have to get our people out. Period. By any means necessary. By whatever that takes. If you got to play the entire flight of B twos and the B-1s, and just start raining hell to make sure that Americans come home, you need to do that. You, I don't want it's, – it's flabbergasting to me. Like you, Normally I'm a little more polished for this. I apologize for your owners, but I'm just this angry. I'm just this frustrated. I'm just this upset because we are not even committing to taking care of our people, never mind the you know, up to 75,000 – Afghans, you know, the, the people that did it plus their families that have helped us for the past 20 years, that have been our allies for the past 20 years, that have supported us for the past 20 years, that we have, in my opinion, an obligation to reciprocate that to. We, we can't even talk about them yet because we can't figure out how to get roughly 10,000 Americans or so back to Kabul to go home. Right. We're talking with Tom Amenta, who served as an Army Ranger in support of operations during uh, Operation Enduring Freedom. Tom, you referred to an incident with a, a buddy of yours who died to mm -hmm. an, an improvised explosive device. But you must have also served with a lot of these Afghans who helped you. Those are the people mm -hmm. that I'm, I mean, yes, we're obviously concerned about American citizens, but you're right. There must be thousands of Afghanis who helped you, who made your work there possible those people are yeah. also in real danger. I mean, we've heard about Taliban going door to door with lists. 
literally going to trying to find people so they can take them out and kill them. And there mm-hmm. seems to be the Biden administration is saying, well, we'll do what we can. We'll try. Right. I mean, what about, you know, it reminds me of Yoda. No, do or do not. There is no try. Well, let me let me back this up for us for you for a second. Uh, John, according to the Brookings Institute, the most impeachable research think tank in the United States and arguably the world, they've got data on how many Afghan National Army and Afghan National Police have died from 2014 to 2020. Take a guess at what that number is. Well, I've heard the number is upwards of 65,000. That's what the Biden administration keeps talking about. 65,000 Afghan nationals have died or Afghan soldiers died from 2001 to 2020. So my so the reason I always ask that to everyone is like you tell me if a two thousand percent increase of Afghans dying for their country compared to the Americans that have died there, if you if you want to still tell me that they weren't actually trying to fight for their nation, right. they weren't trying to fight for these people, and I start there because that narrative coming out of the administration is the one that makes me the angriest. Once we get past the fact that they won't even go get all of our. All, all the American citizens. They've told Americans they're on their own. That's the next one to me because it's, it's just patently false. They, they fought forever. They fought hard. There was a great article that a fellow ranger wrote, Mark Scoblin, amazing journalist, but he was embedded with the Afghan special operations guys and because he's a former soft guy himself. He's walking around and he sees that the Afghans don't have their boots tied. They're walking around with like floppy laces and stuff. And to him, he's like, man, what is up with this? This is so undisciplined. This is so sort of JV, whatever. And finally, he, he looks at his translator and the person walks around. He's like, yo, the boots, what's up with that? And he's like, oh, they don't tie them until right before they know that they're going out on mission because they don't want to go home and have the indents of those eyelets give them away when they put on their civilian clothes and they put on their sandals oh, so boy. the Taliban knows who they are. That's the level of attention to detail. That's the level of risk and operational security that these men had to fight to try and keep their country. That was their commitment to it, is they were so dialed in that they knew that they couldn't have indents in their feet. They were willing to risk that. But people are like, well, how did this collapse happen and everything like that? Well, when you take away all the logistical support that we did, because we're the ones that did all the logistics for them, when you take ahead take away their air cover when you don't even coordinate with them to tell them that we're leaving because we left Bagram in the middle of the night, which, by the way, you think two more airstrips would be a little handy right now with this evacuation? Yeah, really. I do. Right. You take all that away. And then the enemy and the Taliban, who's been doing this for 20 years and has learned a thing or two about a thing or two, figured out, hmm, we're strongest in the south. Let's take over all these tiny little hamlets and all these tiny little provinces without much of a fight build some momentum. So you start getting to a place like Herat, you start getting to a Jalalabad, you start getting to a Saudabad, and you've got the numbers, you know, plus you can go in and negotiate in the, on that tribal to tribal basis, which is how Afghanistan conducts business and say, here's the deal. Uh, put them down and you live or decide that you want to fight us and we're going to kill you and we're going to kill your entire family because <laughs> that's what's going on. Yeah. And that's what drives me so nuts about this administration's narrative about their will to fight or their capability or anything like that, because you peel back the, the layer of the onion, even the tiniest little bit, and you see just how false and how ugly and disgusting that that narrative is. And it meanwhile, really bothers me. You know, meanwhile, Joe Biden's too busy worrying about making sure that children are wearing their masks in school. I mean, that's you know, priorities. 
Tom, as I, as I mentioned earlier, and I know, I know we've got to let you run, but I mentioned earlier you've got a new book coming out in September yes, called The 20-Year War. It's a photo journal dedicated yeah. to veterans of the global war on terror and their stories. It's got guys from all branches of the U.S. military. Mm-hmm. Um, from what, And I've been able to read a little bit about it. It's, uh, it's created by fine art photographer Bo Simmons, and two Army Rangers, yourself and Dan Blakely, it's going to be available in September, correct? So if, so the website we set up for the book is 20yearwar.com. Okay. Spell it out, 20yearwar.com. And I can tell your listeners right now that the official launch is the 7th of September because publishers like organization stuff. But we got them off the printing presses early. So if you go to <laughs> 20yearwar.com and order it right now, it will ship uh, in the next couple of days. And like you said, it's a gorgeous photo journal um, chronicling 71 different veteran stories. And in them, uh, we show a brief sketch of their service, what inspired them to join the military, uh, what their transition was like, and what they're doing now. When we've got some people that I'm sure your listeners probably know, like former UFC fighter and current National Guard Green Beret Tim Kennedy, um, Vince Rocco Vargas, uh, formerly of Article 15 Clothing. He also did the movie Range 15 with me, and he is currently Gilly on Mayans MC. He's in it. He's ro- he's rocking it with us. Uh, Nate Boyer, who might be the prettiest Green Beret in the history of Green Berets, which I know <laughs> is saying something for yeah, that, yeah. that organization, um, who also helped found the Merging Bets and Players nonprofit, which I'm proudly a part of as well. Um, and then some names that you've never heard of, but I promise you you want to get to know, and that's uh, – People like Tanya Oxendine, who was a uh, command sergeant major inside of the 82nd. Uh, David Prince might have the most powerful photog- uh, photograph um, in there. Uh, we have a father and son duo of Andrew and um, Will Thetford, or William Thetford, Bill Thetford. Um, it's just an incredible look at who the American veteran is. And all these stories are very different in what inspired them to their call to service and what they're doing now. But all of them are amazing American patriots. And we were just trying to give uh, them an authentic voice and present to America and, and take the opportunity to show America who the American veteran is. Well, Tom, again, I appreciate you, brother. And thank you again for your service. The book, again, is called The 20-Year War, comes out in September Highly recommend folks uh, get a copy of it. It sounds fascinating. And again, I, I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for giving us your perspective and uh, carry on the fight, my friend. Thank you so much, John. Happy to come back anytime. And thank you so much to your listeners for uh, taking the time to hear me out. We're going to pay a few bills. And when we return, Michael Austin will be with us to discuss election integrity, the state of our economy in this, in Kansas, and a few other things. When we get back, Michael Austin. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.